I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Welcome to the Bosspreneur Podcast, Becoming More. I'm your host, Becky A. Davis. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact with your product, your service, or your message. So each week, I'll pull the curtain back and go inside and share about money, mindset, and marketing ideas and strategies to help you become more. So let's jump in. Today's episode is called Invent Your Winning Team. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I want to talk about this is because, you know, we always say build a winning team, but you get to invent, which means you get to create what you want the team to look like. For those of you who have employees on your team, um, have contractors on your team, you get to invent it. You get to create whatever you want it to be. Uh, When I managed um, and did a lot of coaching in corporate America. And as a coach for uh, small business executives, I would work with people and they would have team members who were didn't need to be there at all. Sometimes it was family. Sometimes it was just a hire that's been there a long time. And they will be like, well, they were here when I got here. Yeah, but you've been here five years and they're still here. So they're no longer someone that you just acquired and they were poor performing then now they're poor performing and you are a big part of that because they're still doing what they did before. And so you get to invent your winning team. But I want to share with you some things that stop people from inventing their winning team. These are some of the hangups. First of all, we will keep poor performers too long. We will keep poor employees, poor contractors who do not do a good job. They do better than we might do and we'll keep them. Sometimes they don't even do better than we do. I know I have learned so much in my business and had to learn a lot of the technical stuff that I didn't want to do, didn't like doing and would hire a contractor to come in and do that. If I can do it better than you and I'm not even good at it, You're not a great contractor. And too often, so many small business owners and entrepreneurs didn't want to just say it or didn't want to share it. Uh, So they would keep someone who was not giving them what they need way longer than they should have. So we got to stop keeping poor performers on our team. We got to get what we need um, from them. The second thing that is uh, I see a lot is we're afraid to address issues and concerns. We're afraid to address the document that you created as my virtual assistant to send out looks, does not look like an executive document. It looks like a, a college letter, something that it's like, what the heck is this? And instead of really addressing that performance and instead of addressing the behavior, instead of addressing what the outcome was, we will say, well, you know, we need to work on the letter a little bit more or something's missing or it's not reading right. Instead of real honest and transparent, also being considerate of another individual is to say, hey, there's a big miss on here because this letter is not reading like an executive letter. It's it. I don't get that feel from there. We have to figure out what we need to do to elevate the standards of the performance, but we don't have those conversations. We don't want to be confrontational. We don't want, that's one of the things we don't want to be confrontational. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. 
So we will allow someone to uh, work uh, substandard, below standard, or not even meet the guideline. And how many of you have had people, um, we've talked about this in our mastermind, how many people have had co uh, contractors and people on their team that just was not cutting it? You end up doing more work behind the person than the person doing the work, or you end up adjusting, fixing the person's work. Well, then why do you have them there if you're paying them and you're doing all this extra work? That we have to stop doing that. What we have to start doing is to work with people who are smarter than us. And um, I think that was probably some of the best feedback that I received while I was in corporate America. One of my VPs said, surround yourself, Becky, with smart people. You don't have to be the smartest one in the room. You have to be smart enough to get the smartest ones in the room. That's what you have to do. He said, most people get intimidated and scared by people who they think might be smarter than them because they think, are they going to try to take my job or are they going to take over? As a business owner, when you have someone smarter than than you, we tend to think not that they're going to try to take my job. We get too afraid and think, oh, they're going to take my ideas because they probably can make them better and they're going to start a business or they're going to steal my stuff. So we get, still get caught up in our heads with, with all of this crazy stuff. When you are around people or in community with people smarter than you, it opens up your brain and it challenges your mind. It helps you to think about things in a different perspective, a new perspective. It just, to me, it just feels good. I love being in a room of people smarter than me. I, I love it. I get a high off of it because I just sit in and I absorb the information that I'm learning. So we have to learn to work with people that are smarter than us. And we have to make sure that we get people in the right roles. Um, you know, with the, the um, as the CEO of the company that I'm working with right now, there are some people that have a contribution to make to the company, but they're in the wrong role. So you have to get people in their right role. If they're in the right role, their performance increases. And it's the same thing with contractors. Sometimes you can hire a, a contractor or you can get a friend to help you or you get family members to help you. You got somebody helping you in a particular area and they're like, well, yeah, I can do it. But it's not their strength, their gift. There are people who have small businesses in an array of things that they sell and promote and it is not their strength. And if that's not the right person that you need because they're not in the right role, then you not need to continue looking until you get a person who knows. Like an example for me, um, a copywriter. I don't want to tell you how to write copy. I don't want to correct your copy, uh, change your copy, rewrite your copy. You're the copywriter. I want you to do it. You're great at it. I, that's what I look for. If you're a social media person and that's what I've hired you to do, I don't want to have to come in and re-give you everything that you need to post on social media, show you how to post it, show you where to upload it. I will, everybody has to do some form of training when you bring someone on because you have to show them your business, your structure, um, and you have to educate them on your audience and your community. But if your social media person is not telling you, hey, we need to be posting uh, about this. Becky, you haven't put anything that's uh, focused on this area or we have this coming up. So um, I, we're, I'm putting together the, the flyers for 
the promotion coming up like that. That's a team. If I have to think about all of that stuff, I need to invent the team that I want. I get to create it. If you are an inventor, that means you are creating something that's specific and unique to you. That's what you do when you invent a winning team. And so the the third thing I want to share with you um, that you need to do when you are inventing this, uh, your team is start with what you need as a priority. A lot of times I've seen people bring on help and they will bring on help like, okay, I need somebody to do my social media. But do you have someone that is a virtual assistant that might be doing and checking your emails and getting your letters or proposals together? Do you need more of that than you need social media? Because we get all of this social media, but then we don't have any of the the priority things that we need. We don't have the contracts together. We don't have uh, uh, the letter and the form letter that we're going to send out to get this business. We don't. A lot of pieces are missing. So look at what you need from a priority standpoint to figure out what I need to do to invent this amazing team. Because as the CEO, you get to build it. You get to build it the way you want to build it. You can invent your winning team. Stop dealing with people who are poor performing, not meeting your need. Don't be afraid to address the issues and the concern. Work with people who are smarter than you. Surround yourself with people in in those. Make sure people are in the right roles or let that go and go get someone else that's going to serve you and make sure whatever you're getting to build your team is priority based on where your business and your company is now. If you do those, I promise it's going to help you. To become more. Have you joined our Facebook community, the Female CEO Headquarters? You need to join the Female CEO Headquarters. It is our Facebook group. If you start like an entrepreneur, we're going to teach you how to scale like a CEO. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Bosspreneur, B-O-S-S-P-R-E, N-E-U-R, and you'll learn more about the Bosspreneur Business Circle. I share training, workshops, speaking engagements, plus I'll share with you some videos and information to help you become more. You can go to the BossPreneurBusinessCircle.com. That's B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, BusinessCircle.com or BeckyADavis.com.